Gordon, how you doing? I'm good. Glad to be here. Been trying to arrange it for a while. <laughs> no, but my mate, schedule's not great, and uh, I feel bad for messing you around no, so here. Not at all. I, <laughs> do you know what? I'm always kind of persistent with guests like yourself because I I get it. You're obviously your job kind of it goes with demand. So it could be any time you need to go and do something or. So That's I, it. I played the long game because I don't want to come across as if I'm really busy when I realise I don't actually have a real job <laughs> but I'm, it's, I'm unpredictable rather than busy I would say I know some people are out there grafting for a living that's not what I do so um, but I know we're here I'm looking forward to it perfect so we'll, we'll cover all manner of your work we'll look at Sky Sports we'll look at Clyde One I'm always curious so obviously the career path that you're in just now was that what you wanted to do when you were a kid at school? What was your kind of process at that point? What did you want to do? It's a funny thing because it was 100% what I wanted to do. Right. Like specifically what I wanted to do. But I didn't necessarily have like this plan of getting mm -hmm. there. Like I'm not really that type of like goal setter, like yep. planner. That's not really in my, my makeup. So I'm kind of, I don't know if, it, you know, maybe need a bit of luck and opportunities and stuff like that, but... It's funny now to look back. It is just literally specifically what I wanted to do. But I don't, like I say, I, I took a kind of strange route or maybe arriving there, mm -hmm. you know. I, I then remember going to uni after school and, and I went and studied Spanish at uni. Uh, I'm back doing Duolingo now, by the right. way. I'm on a 15-day streak. <laughs> so um, it took me another 17 years to get back into it. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't like, okay, I know that's exactly what I want to do. And then I this carefully formulated plan and look at me I made it work so it's mm -hmm. not it's not really like that but sort of if this is the the end point because this is where we're talking about now mm -hmm. looking back at it's exactly what I wanted to do like specifically like yeah. probably thought about I want to host the you know Clyde One Super Scoreboard sort of thing so I it's funny how things do work out when you look back on it what was the Spanish choice what was oh, the reason just one of them like you're at school I was good at it at school did like you know, whatever it was back then I can't believe I'm now old enough that they're not called the same thing anymore <laughs> like higher Spanish I did advanced higher Spanish I thought oh I'll just go and do that at uni like why not <laughs> um, and then I kind of got to, I was, went to Glasgow uni and I was doing a bit of Spanish but I was then kind of picking up work on Super Scoreboard at the mm -hmm. weekends Yep. so I was like what on earth are you doing like I was about to go abroad for a year to, yep. and I was like, don't do that Like that, that's that's when it started that's when I started thinking about a career rather than okay what subjects do I like and join mm -hmm. so like right don't go abroad for a year whilst you're doing radio work that's silly Yeah. ditch this stuff restructure the academic side mm -hmm. focus on the the kind of work experience side of it and then I took it for there so. and how did you get in the door because I think it's it's something that people always ask when we've had like people on that have been presenters before and it's it's getting that opportunity as you said but how yeah. did you manage to get a kind of foot in totally um well i think you need to probably put a bit of groundwork first though so i, I used to report on motherwell games for a, a radio station called l107 i don't think it exists right. anymore so yeah another reason that i'm feeling old um, talking <laughs> about these companies or whatever that don't exist um and it was like simple in that i would just go and literally phone and, and do like a report on whatever had happened at halftime, full time in the Motherwell game. But then the funny thing is that skill set was just exactly then what I then did mm -hmm. and do, so, you know, for years. So it kind of stood me in good stead. And that was just like a voluntary role that a family right. friend got me in, mm -hmm. involved in. Um, and then I knew um, Peter Martin, who was the head of sport at, at Super Scoreboard at mm -hmm. the time. And then, yeah, you do, de you know, there's no doubt you need you need that opportunity. You need to be, ta you need to be able to take it as yeah. well. But um and I think the sort of faith he put in me then was unbelievable because I would have been about 19 
Um, I think somebody was six. It was like a couple hours notice. Can you go and do a St Mirren Dundee United game right. at Love Street? That's another reason I feel old. Stadiums oh, that don't man. even exist. Just before <laughs> though, I think that's so it was right. that sort of time frame. Like just before, um, they moved, um, like scrambled out there, like. No, not a clue it was going on. I think mm. I turned up like I'd forgotten like pens and notepads <laughs> and all sorts, and my heart was probably what's going to say with like, the nerves business. Uh, yeah, a bit high. Um, but I've always kind of felt like, any time I've got another opportunity, I've always been bad for that. Where I'd like dread it before, mm-hmm. but then as soon as it's about to start, that just disappears for me. It's weird like that because right. I'm not like actually like super confident in advance. I always feel the worst first, mm-hmm. and then when it when it happens, it's fine. And that was that's just what it was and. Then that just grew into like, all right, well, that was not bad. Like maybe you could go and do a do a couple of championship games for us a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then that would become every week, and then it became Premiership game, and then it became like the main Premiership game or one of them, you know, alongside yeah. Hugh or or whatever. Um, and then kind of I just step by step there. So I've, I've actually been involved, you know, at Clyde once mm-hmm. since I was about nineteen. So it's quite a while now. And was that experience invaluable for you coming in? at the kind of voluntary position doing like the odd game and then kind of building yourself into that, ah, that totally. platform. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things like just practicing on the job is, mm-hmm. uh, is, you know, is totally invaluable. Um, then when I was at uni, so I did like a postgrad in broadcast journalism. Mm-hmm. So I was then able to kind of lean on the people that I knew at Clyde one and go there for work placements yeah. and stuff like that. And then, yeah, just putting in the you know work experiences, you get out of it what you put in sort of thing so i would you know that was around the time where rangers were um in their financial crisis what we mm-hmm. call it and uh don't remind me sorry sorry about that <laughs> so i was um so i was going in there on like work experience but ended up you know i was like sort of camped outside murray park as it yeah. was at the time till nine at night or whatever um Jeez. totally in it and at the sort of the deep end of it mm-hmm. so it was good i um and i know we'll probably get on to sort of advice to, for people later mm-hmm. on um yeah, just kind of making the most of those times has certainly been good to look back on. Yeah, and I suppose you've also got the added experience of, you mentioned obviously Hugh Keevans, you were working then with some heavyweights in, in Scottish yeah. football and some some guys that have been around. I don't remember a time when Hugh Keevans wasn't on <laughs> Super <laughs> yeah. Scoreboard, like it just doesn't yeah. exist for me, but how, how were those guys with you at the start? They were brilliant, so even that first day it was like, I, I didn't really know what to expect, I'd listened to Super Scoreboard obviously, but... I kind of thought it would just be right. Well, they'll come over to me at St. Mirren, I'll do my match report, that'll finish, and, and they'll move on, and it'll just have this really kind of formal feel to it. But mm-hmm. as soon as I like finished, said my last word or whatever, uh, you know, they were all, they, they all kind of made a, a big deal of it. So I think Peter hosted the show. I think um, they'd be like Derek Johnson, Davey Proven, Hugh. They were like, ah, oh, come on, what about that? The young man, what about that? Will we have him back? You know, that sort of thing. And they were all complimentary. And, <clears throat> and then, you know, and I remember the first sort of, main game that I did so that mm-hmm. felt like another kind of step was I think it was, would have been Christmas Eve or certainly round about then I've just got loads of bad Rangers memories for you <laughs> by the way I think uh, it was again at St Mirren new stadium and I think they did they, they lost certainly or lost or drew certainly dropped points Aaron Moy scored for St Mirren God and that was my first game with Hugh right. so that was like a big game uh-huh. you know I wasn't on my own anymore yep. it was like you know you're talking for five minutes rather mm-hmm. than one or whatever mm-hmm. And I remember almost like when Hugh went off and like his Hugh spiel, like as he does, mm-hmm. just being like, this guy's 
turn of phrase is amazing yeah. i remember just being like in awe of it like because i'd heard it loads but there was something mm -hmm. about sitting right next to him hearing it through my headphones yeah. and i was like my god the way this guy this guy's craft of yeah. the english language is unbelievable and now i just argue with him all the time and tell him how <laughs> much rubbish he talks but you know it's um I, it's funny to think back on that and uh and now I, I don't think it's worn off but i just feel a bit more comfortable around them now yeah tell i suppose you're talking nonsense did you get any advice of them like early days no i don't think so i think um i, I think i kind of you, you've got to just you've got to be yourself like that's mm -hmm. my f that's the first of about 100 cliches i'll yeah. probably spit throughout this um um out this uh interview but i think like certainly preparation and stuff like that when i went in and work experience peter would kind of say like oh you know i'll usually read the papers first and i'll mm -hmm. do this and i'll do that but then you got to just take a little bit of that and then just use whatever kind of works for you sort of thing and things have moved on and i'll admit i don't go and buy a paper as yeah. much because everybody's in the digital age and all no, that sort I of stuff i think many people do now no, but i think like just i think just kind of watching people how do they prepare mm -hmm. um, and then finding your own way to link into that's probably probably the best way mm -hmm. and when did the chance then come for you to host the the show i, I think it was um it was probably just when jerry was was it, I'm trying to think if it was Jerry McCulloch or maybe once. Yeah, I think when Jerry McCulloch was just like off or mm -hmm. sick or had, had yeah. something else on, um, and I think it was I so just that just just go and do it. And again, that just this the exact same feeling again of oh no, like oh god, I'm just gonna mess this up or yeah. whatever. But then all oh, right, okay, no, let's just go and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, and then just like scrolling through Twitter, like, who's this? What school did he go to? Like, all, <laughs> all those sort of questions. Like, come, Standard Glasgow. Um, come come flying in on Twitter. Um, and then it was weird because I think like it always pops up in my Facebook. I think like the anniversary of that, it just so happens, the anniversary of that, maybe a year, two years later, was the exact day um, that they announced that I would be the permanent host of right. the show. I mean, just, I don't know how that worked out. Yeah. Because it always pops up on my, my memories on Facebook where I go, oh, you know, somebody will say, oh, well done hosting Super Scoreboard for the first time. And then, like I say, a year or two later, mm -hmm. um, it's like a dodgy article in the Evening Times for me in a shirt that I bought in Tesco <laughs> um, for £7. <laughs> uh, saying, like, you know, Gordon Duncan's taking over for Jerry McCulloch or whatever. So um, I think maybe did it, I don't know, two or three times. Right. Um, the good thing is the format changed a bit. It's Super Scoreboard used to just shut down completely in the summer. Mm -hmm. Then they started introducing like a one-hour show in the summer, so that yeah. was great. I then got I would host them. Mm -hmm. That was a good like training ground for it. And did you, as much as you had rolls up into that point, and there was nerves there, and mm -hmm. you were doing different things, did those nerves go away when you got the gig permanently, or mm -hmm. did you then feel that responsibility of oh, totally. well, I'm, I'm leading this now? Yeah, yeah, totally. It was like. So I remember, I always remember it. I was driving with my um like my wife in the car. She mm -hmm. wasn't my wife then, I don't think. Well, she was she, you delete that. You're gonna get pelt or something. And do you know what? Every time I tell this story, I then I have told this story before and I overthink it and I can still never remember. Anyway, driving down, I got a call, um, just basically from the, the boss at the time, just mm -hmm. saying like, and this is maybe six o'clock at night because I've picked her up at work. Can you come up to my house tonight in Larbert at like nine o'clock tonight? And I'm like <laughs> like you're not gonna say no, but yeah. I like, right, fine. It's a bit of a hassle. Yeah, just went up there. Like Jerry's, Jerry's um not gonna be the host going forward. That like, he's leaving. Um, it's you know it's it's your sort of thing if you want it. And I, it was just that like oh no oh, god I hope I don't mess this up like and he just put it to me in such brilliant terms of like he was like I want you, he, what did he call it again he was like 
your like on air miles or something like that. He's right. like, think of all those games that you've done. And I used to read the news a little bit mm-hmm. um, as well. He's like, all of the all of the news bulletins you've read, all the times you've been on air, one week in this job, and you'll have doubled your on air miles in one week. Mm. Doesn't matter how many times you think you've been on, but one week doing this, two hours every night, four or six hours at the weekend. After one week, you'll be that'll be double their time from the whole of the rest of your career put together. Yeah. I don't know if that was meant to calm me down or like make it worse <laughs> about it, but... Um, Did you see the offer coming? Did you know that's no, what was no, going to... No, 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 nah, nah, I didn't, I didn't at all, actually, um, for a number of reasons. You just don't know who's going to leave and what doors will open, but yeah. I was almost... If, if you had asked me and I had thought about it, I'd have been certainly would have just gone for a more experienced, yeah. um, experienced option for sure. So again, great you need people to kind of take a chance on you. Mm-hmm. You need to give them a reason to, I think ultimately yeah. as well. Um, but I'll be no forever thankful for that because no, I, I thought they'd definitely have gone, like I say, for someone um, a bit more experienced. Because mm-hmm. even, so then I remember like the the stations like PR company getting in touch and right, we're going to announce this. And um, there was this discussion about, do, do we make a big deal about the fact that you're the youngest ever host the super scoreboard? And it's like, nah, because we want it to feel like you're there on merit. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not this yeah. like daft novelty. Yeah. Um, so it was those types of things, but no, I didn't, didn't see it coming. No. Amazing. Do you remember your yeah. first permanent show? Like when you first started? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I had such a busy weekend as well. I was, um, I think we were away at a wedding, um, and so we're staying over down there and I was, I was down in Ayrshire. I was mm-hmm. traveling back up to Orium to do some youth team games for Scotland as well. Mm-hmm. And then that was the Monday night. So I remember like lying and it was, uh, what'd you call it? Is it Lockside? The wedding venue. Yep. Um, and I still awake, like my head's spinning, like, man, like this is, this is a, this feels like a big deal. Like just don't mess it up. That's yeah. always my first thought. <laughs> I set my bar really low. I don't, I don't go think like you're going to be amazing. I'm always just like, don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad thing though. Yeah. Who was your um? Who was on with you for your first yeah, your permanent I think it show? Hugh and Derek, I think, on Monday night. Aye, um, so two stalwarts as well, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, safe pair of hands. Hugh's like they're all good in their own way, yeah. like for sure. But Hugh's just good that if you just need the heat off you for a couple of minutes, you yeah. just just talk and talk and yeah. talk and talk. So I always knew I could uh, like rely on that. Um, and uh, it's funny because I'm not like that deep. I don't think or like that profound, but I do sort of remember the fader going up for the first time. I kind of do remember that, right? And then it just all that all that kind of nerves or whatever just like disappeared. Mm-hmm. They'll come back at different times or like when the when the spotlight or the, the scrutiny and you maybe get criticised for something. Yeah. But when you're in that moment, you're like, oh well, I might get tweets about this later. <laughs> but when you're actually in it, you yeah. don't you don't really feel that. Um. And I had to, I can actually almost picture it, which is again, it's just not really like me. So mm-hmm. I don't want people to think I'm like like that way, um, that deep. But I do I do remember putting the fader up quite slowly for the first time. And then it just felt, ah, cool, this is it. Let's let's just enjoy this. And seven years later, <laughs> whatever, wow. still like it. I don't get to use the fader anymore because <laughs> we've moved to a fancy new TV studio. But how is the how is the other side of it in the sense of when you're doing your stuff in the background before becoming the host, you're probably under the radar. Mm-hmm. But then when you become the host of, of Super Scoreboard, you, we said that you, at the start there, in Glasgow as a goldfish bowl uh, totally, yeah, and yeah. you then attract that attention yeah. but how did you deal with that side of things because it's you're not the new kid in the block but you are in uh, the sense of becoming the, the anchor and the host but yeah. how was that side of it no, I want to say like you, oh, you got to go and realise wide open and that you literally cannot please everybody that, yeah. like completely impossible mm-hmm. so once you set that as your bar then it's fine just yeah. <laughs> because you're just like well 
as long as the the criticism doesn't sort of outweigh the the positives and even that said that's probably a difficult thought because i think you'll you'll know yourself social media um maybe just life in general people are way more likely to be critical than than positive they just are it's just it's just easier do you know what i mean And, and negative voices shout the loudest sort of thing but even at that i still maintain to this day and that's why i do feel like so grateful for everybody that listens or whatever because even still still a lot of like positive Mm-hmm. Uh, feedback which is which is nice you need it to kind of balance out the other stuff um and you just get used to it this it's funny it, just, it comes in waves because like i mean I'm, it's, i, I kind of laughed at myself when people still tweet like ah you're not really a motherwell fan and i'm like yeah i think i've heard that every day for seven years like but it's easy to see have it. you thought have you honestly sat there and thought yeah. i know what i'm gonna say this yeah. will get him he's not heard this Aye. before um but then depend what mood i'm in maybe i will get a bit more and think serious like like is, is that as far as your, your yeah. thought process goes um but it's interesting because i had i had emma dodson and, and she was saying the same thing and she's like only in scotland is it a bad thing if you support a team yeah. that's based here it's as if you yeah. then you can't speak about other things sure. because it, it just becomes so pigeonholed yeah but what if you're actually not a fan of one of those two yeah. big teams and people still don't people don't um, believe you believe it so i kind of the good thing is that's such an easy one to brush off, you know. Like, yeah, um, we we're talking about cliches earlier. You know, when people say like the truth hurts. That the the only time, see if someone has got something really specific, and they'll say like, ah, you know, uh, you don't you don't do this enough, or you you maybe I don't like the way you say this or whatever. I'm constantly thinking of how can I do better. So I'll, I'll think, well, is that true? Like maybe listen mm-hmm. back or whatever. But see if like the basis of any criticism comes down to you're against my team right, okay yeah no delete yeah. because like is that is that is that all we've kind of got mm-hmm. to go on that's fine so that stuff um is very easy mm-hmm. um but uh people i think when you're talking about the kind of the spotlight it's, i don't see it about all being negative it's amazing the amount of people that want to talk even just about the stupid wee stories that we're on about i don't know yeah banging on about hugh keevens nokia or gordon dl's <laughs> You know, likelihood to try and get things for free, or his divorces, <laughs> or um, where Mark Wilson's been on holiday, or whatever. Like, yeah. every, like that's the bit that surprised me because this is not meant to sound pure big time. Because I'm talking like maybe one person a day, right? I'm not talking like <laughs> not like fighting off people. The you, people at uh, Not like fighting off people as you go down the street, hardly. But but generally, that that's kind of my that would be like if I was to start if take a stab at it, I'll say like one person a day. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Definitely, what one person a day will just say something. I don't yeah. know what it is. So petrol station, the gym, soft play with my daughter, Asda, yeah, or Aldi, depending which I've gone to that day. Um, just be like one person, mm-hmm. maybe a day, who'll just say something about, you know, oh, are you buying that for Hugh Evans or just whatever. Aye. And so that I just I like that because it's not even necessarily a, it's not like. It's not a compliment as such. It just shows that they've paid attention. Yeah. In a roundabout way, it's a compliment. Yeah. But I don't need people to come up and say, oh, I think this is brilliant or whatever. That's fine. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, loads of people are not going to like it. Because there's loads yeah. of things that I don't like. I suppose the difference is, see all the all the things I don't like, and there's, like, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I just sort of don't like them silently. Yeah. And then I just don't watch them or listen to them. I don't sort of feel the need to tell people that I don't like them. Yeah. Which maybe people do feel the need sometimes to do that in, in our line of work. Um but again, that's fine. But football's so divisive uh, in Scotland. Yeah. It's, as you say, like it's people want to tell you that they don't watch Clyde yeah. One or they <laughs> don't listen to Super Scoreboard rather than just be like, 
I wonder how long it would take me to go around all the radio shows, podcasts, and TV shows that I don't watch <laughs> and tell them that I don't watch, tell them why I don't watch. Then like, tweet them every everywhere, week. like all day long. So I even take that stuff as a tiny bit of a compliment. Yeah. Because you must listen a little bit. You must. You must at least a wee bit to be so know. to be so sure about the things that you don't to be so sure about the things yeah. you hate about it. I don't know many football fans that don't, to be fair, because it's a... Everybody... It's a football-mad country. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to talk about the topics. Everybody wants to listen to phone-ins and listen to what other fans are saying. Don't get me wrong. There's times you're in the car and like, if I'm coming back from Ibrox and I'll hear a Rangers fan, I'll be like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and you're sitting going, what game were you at? Like, what game were <laughs> you watching? Um, see, from your point of view, do you have a set routine for preparing for mm-hmm. a show or do you have a kind of routine that you yeah. go through each time you're on or the midweek shows become <sighs> easy is the wrong word but i just think with social media it's just as long as i've been on twitter regularly throughout the day my yeah. phone usage is a disgrace <laughs> on a monday morning when i see i'm like oh my god is that how much i looked at my phone last <laughs> last week but i can kind of justify it to myself so as long as i've been on there and keeping my finger on the pulse of what's happening and how people feel mm-hmm. um I try not to get too caught up in that second part because like Twitter's like a complete echo chamber, obviously. Yeah. So if you start reading like Celtic replies to something or Rangers replies to something, you're probably only getting like the one side. Mm-hmm. But I just try and take the temperature a wee bit, see how people are feeling about different issues. There'll be like one or two websites that I'll check to make sure I've not missed. Um, but social media is great for helping me prepare without feeling like I'm preparing. The yeah. weekend will be a bit yeah. more formulaic. I'll sort of, um, you know, go through all the fixtures sort of look at the team that played and maybe this is where the sky reporting's a bit more formulated yeah. as well so um you know who, what was the starting 11 last time mm-hmm. so i can then compare it to when the team comes out just i can i don't know last few games what's the form like what was the head-to-head like between them any players that have get have done anything significant or you know or on a good run or a bad mm-hmm. run just try and just try and cover off a few different um points there um the great thing about super scoreboard as it is just so fluid yeah you know of all the and hopefully maybe the, the live streaming element has taken this away i used to always get tweets like this show's so scripted or whatever and i that used to blow my mind because yeah. i'm like it it could not it couldn't be less yeah i'll the only thing i write is that i've got a three-line intro if anybody's ever heard it good evening welcome to super scoreboard as we look back on a big weekend mm-hmm. celtic celtic knock aberdeen for six to stay eight points clear Rangers get the job done in Livingston yeah. amid VAR drama mm-hmm. and great wins for the likes of Dundee, Hearts and Hibs. Yeah. I think that's what it was last night. We're yeah. giving away when this was filmed, <laughs> right? Um, that bit's written. Mm-hmm. I'll then have the reporters who are out doing the press conferences. They will, there'll be a clip of Philippe Clement or Brendan mm-hmm. Rodgers and it'll literally be one line just so I can say, you know, Philippe Clement speaking today and he says he's enjoying what he's seeing for his team at the moment. Mm-hmm. See, other than that, it's, Go for it and yeah, see just, what happens. Got a rough idea of like, I would in an ideal world because of when the breaks are. So it's yeah. quite structured. I would like to go like, okay, well, let's go Rangers here, Celtic here, mm-hmm. Scotland here. But if something ignites, you just, just yeah. go away, you just sit back um, and, and try and fit it all in. And that's actually the real challenge. Um, we were talking about kind of structure and prep. That's what's been great about maybe the, particularly the, the couple of games I got to do presenting for sky Mm because that's like well that that's a structure that is a proper structure is that a different challenge Uh, yeah yeah it's just so disciplined Mm -hmm. um it's so disciplined it's like 
there are elements of the of the radio show that are to the minute mm-hmm. but i mean this is like next level um, yeah. so that was great for me just a, such a different different challenge mm-hmm. um you know like i remember the first running order i got sent so the first game i did was aberdeen celtic the start of this season i got sent this running order and i was like oh my god what is that what is that it was like pages they had like a hundred items just in it to the minute just specific if you can, don't get me wrong there's a touch of flexibility yeah. again if a conversation's brilliant and it's running on mm-hmm. you can compensate elsewhere yeah. but because it's my first time i'm like well do i need it to stick exactly yeah. like that and so that's when the planning's like you know mm-hmm. very you know really important of right okay I've, I've maybe got one or two questions there so yeah. they need to count um right at that point you're going over there hopefully that lasts two minutes getting the team news from mm-hmm. from there and back in and so the prep for that is is different i would say i yeah. that's like i just want to know that individual game inside out mm-hmm. um do you feel there's more scrutiny on the sky sports side of thing because you're you're just out there and it's there's so many watching it's weird though because like in a pure numbers game, yes, mm-hmm. but I, I, you cannot underestimate the level of attention people pay to Super Scoreboard. Honestly, yeah. it's like yeah. it's every word. Like, like I said, if people are remembering like something I said, Gordon Deal was having for dinner, yeah, in a like a throwaway manner. But I think it's more like it feels like it needs to be more polished. Obviously, when mm-hmm. I see it Super Scoreboard, like it's um, it's like so relaxed. And there yeah. are elements of the discussion part when it's on Sky that are maybe like relaxed mm-hmm. but like i said it's obviously structured you're there on yeah. the biggest tv network around or whatever yeah. and you're trying to um keep it quite structured so this the, the it, it feels way more intense maybe mm-hmm. that's because of maybe i'm an experience there as well yeah so that's a possibility and um, but it feels way more intense of just trying to and again daft obvious things like you can see you can see yeah <laughs> um because again again talking about preparation before we move to live streaming and i still do it all the time because you just can't know everything it's impossible mm-hmm. um but whilst he was talking i just look some i'll just look it up yeah whereas like obviously stating the absolute obvious here mm-hmm. on tv you can't no real scope to do that yeah. so the preparation just feels a bit more intense do you watch it back when you do tv yeah, certainly again i just i don't know if i'm not coming at this from somebody who's like some experienced tv presenter yeah. you know done like what three th- presented three games or yeah. something like that so um i'm not it's hard to put myself in the shoes of if I had that level of experience as I do on, on radio because I don't really listen back mm-hmm. too much anymore. Yeah. Um, I still try, you know, when I started, I, me and the boss would sit down, we'd listen back, mm-hmm. tidy up this and polish that. Um, but because it's so fluid and because like anything can yeah. happen, it's kind of hard for my boss or anyone else to say, oh, I think in this scenario you should do that because that's not never even come again. Yeah. Whereas again, the, the, the TV side of it is maybe because i'm inexperienced it's a bit more like um yeah definitely watch it mm-hmm. back for sure yeah even just things like okay why are you sitting like that right sit up a bit <laughs> or like okay like maybe just look at the camera a wee bit more when you're asking that question you're quite self-critical um, in that sense yeah yeah i don't take it too serious because i'm like i'm only trying to to just kind of do what i feel right anyway um and then if people like want to say technical things like you really need to do this you really mm-hmm. need to do that fine i'll try and not beat myself up too much because yeah. nobody's perfect so yeah 100 yeah. is it a natural kind of path for you obviously you're still you're still doing radio you're still doing clyde one mm-hmm. but the, the sky sports side of things and the presenting games etc was that part of the plan for you 
honestly said no. it's great to come back to like the way I felt when I was at school because I'm just not a planner really which is funny because I feel like more and more people are mm -hmm. so sometimes I think like am I in the wrong but again you just I just I just do like I just do what I feel what I feel yeah. right I'm not a real goal setter of like I want to do this then mm -hmm. has it been lucky maybe is it or do I need to congratulate myself a bit more I don't know I'd rather probably just feel like it was lucky mm -hmm. I've done the exact things that I wanted to do yeah but without ever really having that laser focus on doing them yeah so I know it's really popular now for people to like put plans in place mm -hmm. and like right that's my goal and I'm getting there no matter what yeah. and nothing will get in my way that could not be further from it's just not my personality so mm -hmm. I just can't pretend to do that at the start of this season I had I, I, in fact I remember I was in Portugal in the summer just walking with some went a mad mad idea where um 22 of us shared a villa in portugal right with all our kids all my mates Jeez. all our wives all our kids it was an insane idea and it was amazing cartilage um aye but i remember just walking the dads would take a great we had it sussed after a few days mm -hmm. oh no we'll take the kids in the prams get them to sleep and that gave us some time to just go <laughs> do one um i remember walking and my mates were like oh, do you think this season do you think you'll get to do you think you do this first guy and do that first guy and i was like no idea i'm like mm -hmm. I, I don't know i push i say you know i've reported in some of the women's games kind of track side stuff maybe maybe a bit more of that and, and maybe then if there's a chance that that would translate into the men's game but and they're like, oh, you need to set your sights a bit higher. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, nah, it's not in my makeup. And it was that night I got a text whilst we were there to kind of suggest about doing that, the first game that I did, that, that Aberdeen Celtic game. And I was amazed. I was like, I had no idea that that would. Yeah. So it wasn't in my radar at all. And it's funny, I feel like things are never really on my radar. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd, I'd rather it that way. It's just, um, yeah, like I say, I don't judge people who are big goal setters. Yeah. That's fine. And I feel like it is really popular now. There's a lot of like self-help stuff out there. Yeah. And a lot of like motivational speakers and stuff and podcasts and books. And again, totally cool if that's, yeah. your, if that's your thing. Um, For me, I just can't, I, I, I don't want to constantly chase something because I feel like I'll then want to chase something else and chase something else and chase something else mm -hmm. and then I'll be dead eventually. There we go. That's my big, uh, that's my like, pretty morbid way of looking at things. I don't really, I've got a pretty simple like aim of like if I can sort of achieve like happiness. Yeah. That's kind of it. And so I don't necessarily link all those things directly to happy. I don't assume that. Take it as it comes. I don't assume I'll be happy if I'm presenting games yeah. on Sky. Mm -hmm. I think life's a bit more unpredictable than that. Yeah. So I'm just like, yeah. Fair enough. Um, have you had, obviously, maybe more on the, the presenting side of things, could be with Sky, could also be with Clyde as well, but have you had moments where you've spoken to like a player or a manager that have really stuck in your mind that you've mm -hmm. really been impressed by or you've thought, like, that's that is an mm -hmm. actual, like, I'll, for, I'll never forget that? It's probably not the exciting answer you were looking for, right? But, but especially because of the nature of Super Scoreboard, mm -hmm. the people that leave the impression on me mm -hmm. are normal people. Yeah. I don't know if he's normal, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I've get, I get way more from somebody who wants to get in touch and tell me a, their story than mm -hmm. I do about a manager or a player. And yeah. That's the, and that's about I never expected. Yeah. You know, it's great. And I, it's great to think like, oh, you know, you look at this high flying manager mm -hmm. or, or player or whatever. Um, but it's always it's always the members of the public, yeah. and that's what's totally opened my eyes. Just how like intimate radio is. Mm -hmm. I'll always love. I'll always love radio. It'll be yeah. my first love. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that, like because it's just so intimate. Like people are taking you with them. Yeah, everywhere they go. Yeah. Um, so it's always the one. And I've 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 told these stories before, but like 
every time I do a podcast like this, whatever, I've got I've got a new version genuinely because mm-hmm. that's how often it is of somebody who'll message and say like your show's like helped me through X, Y, and Z, mental mm-hmm. health problems, loss, grief, whatever. Um so it's always that. Mm-hmm. And it's always maybe a somebody who's just got a real inspirational story or whatever that leaves more of an impact. The the kind of managers and players side, it just becomes you become a bit more numb to it and like, are they a good talker? Yeah. Are they saying the stuff I want them to yeah. say? Was that a good interview? Um I think that that side of it is maybe just a bit more like what does the product kind of mm-hmm. look like? Are people gonna enjoy it? And you get the odd one, I don't know. I mean, people are quite open now things have changed you now you might be speaking to a player about like like those issues you know mental health issues racism mm-hmm. whatever powerful stuff but uh i just i just quite like speaking to people i think that's yeah. why um that's why super scoreboard's been such a good fit for me i just because mm-hmm. i know people will scoff and say oh he's talking rubbish or whatever but i try not to be too like um uh, and i don't although i do talk rubbish i wasn't talking <laughs> about myself um I probably did it myself if as a listener. Mm-hmm. I now just try not to think like that my football opinion or whatever superior to that person. I just think yeah. it's everybody's got their own sort of own story and own take on it. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I wish I had a bit of a better answer to that one. No, like, that's oh, a good that, that's a good answer. I interviewed Lionel Messi and it was amazing. Like I'd love that for sure for mm-hmm. its own reasons. Um I just like hearing what what, what anybody's got to say really. Eh? Mm-hmm. But then I suppose it's I think that is a good answer in the sense of it's more than just people listening for football and reasons mm-hmm. that they're getting it's a bit of escapism it's just like two hours of the night where they can just switch off and mm-hmm. and focus on other things so to tell you a quick story that's that night that i went up to the it was the boss at the time his house and he was like um i want to what was he saying? i want to i want super scoreboard to be i don't want it to be a football show i mm-hmm. want it to be a lifestyle show I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, Go along with it. It's like lifestyle show. Um, and then he actually sadly passed away, like not long after that. And I never got the chance to tell him, like, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because nobody ever stops me and says, by the way, see that cutting edge analysis of Celtic set pieces at the weekend. Absolutely loved that. Mm-hmm. Or no one ever sends me a message really saying like, I really, do you know what? I really loved their opinion on the leadership qualities of James Tavernier. Yeah. It's always the anecdotal stuff. Yeah. It's always, by the way, I don't even like football, but I love listening to Mark right. Wilson and Gordon DL talking about what they've been up to. Mark's tracksuits. Exactly. You know, <laughs> there's so many of these, these wee things that, and it's, it's always that. I think that's what he meant. Mm-hmm. So I almost like, I've always thought Super Scoreboard needs to try, and this is why this is why the, the media landscape now is, is actually great because mm-hmm. see, rather than seeing it as like competition, it's great to know that if people want like deep dive tactical stuff, they can go to a podcast. If they want like absolute nonsense, chaos, banter at all times, mm-hmm. swear words, mad jokes, they can go there. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like Super Scoreboard can probably just try and maybe just be a bit of everything at once. Yeah. And then that, that in its sense has its own appeal. Mm-hmm. And I almost then get like more, is it more or is it similar? Maybe even more satisfaction because a lot than appealing to people who are not football fans mm-hmm. as well as people who are. See if somebody says like, I don't even, I don't really like football. Yeah. And to be really stereotypical, it's often maybe a female audience then that would mm-hmm. say that. Um, I don't really like football, but I just, I just like the sound of it. Yeah. I just like hearing people laughing or mm-hmm. like, and that's why I've also tried to not take it too seriously 
where possible is obviously yeah. nice what it's going to be but i feel like do you know what just let's have let's have a bit of a laugh for mm-hmm. a couple hours aye. so that's that's it. it's a light it's that's what he meant i think when he said yeah, lifestyle yeah. i finally get it <laughs> i suppose as well like for the listeners you don't really know what's coming on the show and that must keep you guys on your toes as well because as much as you might get an idea of what the next call is about yeah. broadly You've no idea what that caller's going to come on and then I don't know how many times I've listened to it and it's been like Hugh Kevens has been dug up for something he said nine years ago Oh, where he's, he's quoted something he's like you've said this there 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 Aye. and just goes into a do you just sit back at that point and be like to a point in social media again for that, I'll get tweets <laughs> being like this on your show in 2012 this was said and I'm like what do you I, I have nothing to say to that I have no idea what the editorial thoughts were in 2012 like um, but yeah and it's funny again to, to blow apart some of the, the myths I almost feel like we should invite everybody in to watch it one yeah. night um, which you can't do obviously but that this notion that like again sometimes I'll get the odd one like ah you know these calls are set up or whatever and it's yeah. like I have no idea how to explain to you how not true that is mm-hmm. because it's bit again bit different now we've moved to the live stream and it's a it's a bit more of a bigger operation but mm-hmm. previously you're like well there is one guy in there yeah. answering all those phones <laughs> I can, he's stressed out he's not i can see the lines going like, <laughs> like everywhere the thought that we any of us have got time to be like right he's gonna come on and say this yeah and that way we'll do that look there's obviously like a tiny percent where like as you say you'll maybe if, if there is the chance we'll say look this guy's raging about this refereeing mm-hmm. decision you want that and i'll be like okay let you know put yeah. that on but yeah but for the most part and again they'll give basic information to the, mm-hmm. the producer and i've got like this one line of text that's gonna yeah. all i get on my screen um and yeah sometimes it'll just go places you just never <laughs> ever thought it was gonna go that's what i love about it it's so unpredictable i've got to say that's probably a good element love of it. the yeah no 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 two nights are the aye, same totally aye that's the thing because i was pr- i didn't have any preconceptions but again looking back i probably didn't think i would still be as enthusiastic for it in year mm-hmm. seven yeah and people say me you've been doing it that long like um but i think that's probably why there are obviously elements of it that are repetitive yeah. mm-hmm. old firm fans think the world is out to get them yeah. sort of thing that's um, a weekly the thing referees that's... against that team and so there are elements of it that are repetitive but but generally speaking if you don't even know what the next caller is going to say, not even that, you don't even know what the next line out of that caller's mouth is yeah. going to be. That's the bit that keeps you, keeps you in your toes. That leads to some like ropey moments. Obviously, mm-hmm. I like to think I've got a real sixth sense for it now. I ju- I just see know, it coming. Yeah, I just know when it's going somewhere <laughs> that I can always. Sometimes they come out the blue, but I'm usually like, this guy's about forty seconds away if he's swearing. Right, okay, what's that? Thirty seconds. Right, okay, thirty-five. Oh, there it is. Like. <laughs> you can just kind of tell um and i like that a lot well not so much that because yeah um you know oh, you panic still panic to this day a little mm. bit like right hold on if i <laughs> have dumped that call or whatever um but i love the unpredictability yeah. of it. it's so good um it's always like the people always say like you've got memorable callers or whatever there are so many but i've started like the ones that really jump out at me is where people are calling from right that's my thing because i'm like back to what I said about radio being really intimate mm-hmm. it's like the most intimate form of media yeah. for me like sort of almost like why are you listening to us yeah. there but again it's the ultimate compliment so mm-hmm. like I've, I've collected them always remember like one night it was like so noisy and I'm like where where are you and he's like oh I'm just in the sunbed some guys I'm just in the sunbed and you can hear it <laughs> I'm like you're lying like as in you're under it right now yeah. aye, aye aye I'm just in the sunbed Jeez. I think right 
that's ludicrous. And then there's a nice feeling when people are phoning in from everywhere. A guy last week, like, I'm in the middle of the meds, I'm on a cruise, but I just sort of phone. Um, and then probably this, was it this season or last season? Must have been the end of last season, just to kind of, probably the most ludicrous ever was like, uh, yeah, yep, uh, my wife's in labour, we're just in the labour ward. <laughs> And I can hear like the once you've been in, you know that noise never yeah. leaves you. Um, I can hear the, boom, boom, yeah. Boom, I can hear the oh, unborn baby's man. heart rate. I can actually hear it. And I'm like, what's your wife saying about this? Very bold strategy. And she's like, oh no, she's here. And she's like, hiya. Oh, and I can hear her in the background. And I'm like, this is mad. That like, <laughs> and that to me is that's way more than any nice thing anybody can ever say. Yeah. Like, oh, I love your show, which is great. But mm-hmm. like, imagine that relationship that like. <sighs> That you're on people's minds in that, yeah, yeah. in those circumstances. Um, I was going to the Ranger Sparta Prague last Thursday night, and there was a guy phoned in from Australia, and it was like eight in the morning. That's right, I remember that I over there. And he's like, I just woke up and just wanted up. to phone. Uh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, that's wild. Aye, so that's the bit of it that's kind of unpredictable as well. Because again, I can people maybe what I can see the calls coming in to an extent, but I'm like spinning a lot of plates, you know, maybe like I can see the screen and then I've got another screen and then I'm looking at Twitter and right, okay, abuse, 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 right, okay, right, there's a point I want to read out. Um, right, okay, what's that, you know, was there breaking news on that screen? Um, so I don't always kind of see it coming. Yeah. Um, and as you say, that's the bit that makes it go fast. That's the bit that makes yeah. me, I think, keeps my enthusiasm for it. Um, because I did, I definitely didn't think I'd still be as keen on it after seven years. It's a long time in the one aye, job, aye, as well. But then yeah. I suppose it's not a real job. I keep saying that. No. And then how how has the move been to the kind of video mm-hmm. and being live and that yeah. side? Because that's a totally different experience for Tot- you guys yeah. as well. Yeah. Um. The so probably to break it into two sections. Like personally, for me, mm-hmm. it's it's so it's really different. So. We had an old producer on, on the show that used to always say I was a control freak and I used mm-hmm. to argue with him and say, I'm not, I'm not a control freak. <laughs> we would just butt heads over. I think mm-hmm. he knew he was winding me up. Um, and now I think maybe I am because, uh, <laughs> so in the radio version, I controlled everything. So I had like my mic, mm-hmm. the three pundits mics. I had the, the callers. Yep. Um, I played the audio for every like manager clip. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just, yeah, I had like full control of that desk. Yep. And now I don't have any of it so i'm like the first few nights i was like what did i do with my hands (laughs) uh right what's happening here um and it obviously looks great though you know so it's it's been a good investment by the company and and again nice to know that after all this time they're still looking at ways that they can take on a show that's been there for so long and improve Mm -hmm. it and again i think going back to that it doesn't the good thing is it doesn't need to be for everybody see Mm -hmm. if you want to still just listen in the car listen on your app yeah listen to the podcast the next day so we're giving people i think more options Mm -hmm. but who knew people do just like to see it they just like to see what it's like to see what it's like so personally for me it it took a it it was quite a big change and Mm -hmm. it's still quite a big change um just kind of relinquishing some of that control (laughs) a wee bit uh and then obviously like i can't use you know i used to say if gordon dl was going somewhere i didn't want him to go previously on radio i'd be like like the hand signals, yeah. I can't do that anymore. Sometimes, although I said I try and you know I give every caller the same mm-hmm. respect and whatever. If something came through that wasn't what I thought it was going to be, or was of like a really weird, weird standard or whatever, again I used to be able to turn around to the producer who was through the window and be like, "Serious? <laughs> like that's not what you said? Like or you said he was going to whatever? You know, just yeah. daft things or we could." 
do rude hand gestures to each <laughs> other. <laughs> no, we can't, can't quite do that so much anymore. So that side of it's been different. Got to um, get dolled up as well because you're actually on screen. Can yeah, I just roll up? I don't think I've got dolled up in me. So <laughs> kind of Gordon DLs had to smarten up a wee bit. He, oh, he still wears his terrible tracky bottoms under the desk and wears a, pole, a golf shirt from there up to think that that looks smart. But I again visually just having to think mm-hmm. a little bit about what you look like. Um, I probably am quite a expressive face puller. Yeah. So I try not to do that too much. Not even because I want to hide my true feelings. I just actually don't like it when I see myself back. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm too expressive in my face, yeah. I think. So um, aye, it's been good. It's been good fun. So over the, over the seven years you've done it, what's been the kind of, not like people are calls or anything, what's been the kind of memorable football moments aye, for you? A Serbia, in that time? Easy. Yeah, easy all day long, and it's great because Scotland have now qualified for another Euros. When we did it, it was too easy. Yeah. Just scooshed it, <laughs> boring <laughs> Sunday night sitting in the house. Serbia is just the best ever because the show took like such a different feel during lockdown. I said about kind of being there for people, and that felt like that got totally maximised throughout that period. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we even thought about like on a Saturday, like just phoning people up, like just to see how they were, like yeah. stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, because it was just obviously as everybody knows like you don't need me to say a, like a mad time so like everybody's in their house n- like needing a release or whatever so that was amazing because yeah. I can tell I've watched the I'm obviously a big passionate Scotland fan which I mm-hmm. think people will, will get um, and I know that it's not for everybody and it still isn't so that's cool like yeah. who, who cares not everything's for everybody but I have noticed over the seven years there's definitely been a major increase in the interest yeah. I used to dread international weeks yeah. it's so quiet like it's not like that anymore. Um, and so that night, it was like, we just stayed on till, we were going to stay on till 10 and it went to extra time. We stayed on till 11. <laughs> and then like, the moment, I mean, the save for David Marshall. Yeah. That release, like the, the joy, because that's what football can yeah. do for you. That's why we're in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's why everybody's a fan. It's just that one moment of release. There's very few things can replicate yeah. that. So, um and I remember even like, like the way it played out. So the calls were going crazy. Kieran Tierney, I like text him and like he agreed to folk, uh, for me to give him a phone whilst mm-hmm. he was like in the dressing room in Serbia. Um, Hugh Keevans was drunk. It was his birthday and he wasn't <laughs> in. It was his, it might have been his, it, was, it doesn't matter if it was a big birthday. He's had far too many glasses of red phones in. <laughs> and he's like, I just want to, I can't do his voice, but... You know, this is the best night in Super Scoreboard history. And I'm like, oh, I've never heard anything like it in my 45 years in the show. And um, uh, it was like, it was just mad. It was chaos. And I remember, so I used to look to my left. There's like a window with a producer. Uh, and then there's a window behind him, which mm-hmm. is out into like the corridor. So we're getting to the end of the show. Like the music's going. I need to hit that music at mm-hmm. a very uh, bang on a specific second. But I'm like, the calls, are, this is like, it's 11 at night, but the calls are still like, coming in. Still going crazy. And the producer's like, make me go finish Aye. up. And then behind him, like, the boss appears and is like, no, it's okay, you can keep going one more hour. And I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> and we're about to finish. And it's like, it's fine, let's go another hour. <laughs> People like slept in the office and stuff like that that night. Like, it's amazing. Oh, it was so good. That'll never leave me for sure. And loads of good ones and you know what I even hold on to a lot of good stuff from before hosting Super Scoreboard yeah love the Commonwealth Games here mm-hmm. I worked just reporting that it was amazing never forget that um, so there's been loads um, 
But if you just want ah, one moment, yeah. that's going to be hard to. Well, when we win the Euros this year, it'll Jeez. be different. <laughs> Semi finals, at least, I'd say. Hugh Evans in the middle of Berlin celebrating <laughs> a win for Scotland at the Euros. There's still time to top it. <laughs> I'm going to ask you obviously, you will take, I don't know how many calls on this, but I'm interested in your views on VAR mm-hmm. this season because it has been a disaster at points, yeah. but. You obviously discuss it a lot in the show. How do you view it as a fan, yeah. first and foremost? Well, I'm actually really glad you asked because I think I think from listening and understand why. I think there's this misconception that's managed to seep in and pe- people tweet me about it regularly um, that I like it mm-hmm. and I actually don't. Right. Did you ever like it or just the way I it's developed? No, I just didn't. I was always okay with injustice mm-hmm. though because that's the difference. Yeah. I was always all right with it. Mm-hmm. Like I've else, I would moan about a refereeing decision, but I could always kind of park it to a point. Um, but I think what's happened is now that it's here, mm-hmm. I've made a real attempt to at least understand it, right? So what happens then is people phone in and say, it's a disgrace and I can't believe this and I can't believe that. And because it's my job, I'll say, yeah, but bearing in mind, that's not actually how that works. And actually, if you think about that, and look, I know you want to compare it to this one from a year ago, but the process here, and look, that's maybe not seen as clear and obvious. And if you think about what's been said, whatever, I've just really tried to understand it. Mm -hmm. And then people go, ah, VAR apologist, or loves VAR. (laughs) I'm going to shock a lot of people. I never never wanted it in the first place. But now that it's here, and I don't necessarily think it's anywhere, it's going anywhere, I think we might as well try and at least understand it. You mm-hmm. don't have to like it. I always yeah. say that to people. Don't have to like it. But try and base your criticisms. Don't let, let's get to a stage where the criticisms of it are not born out of a misunderstanding yeah. of how it works. Just yeah. be daft things. You'll always hear it like, oh, I can't believe that wasn't checked. Well, well it was it would have been checked. Yeah. So let's leave that. Yeah. And then offsides is obviously I just I never wanted to get why would you want to wait for so yeah. long and find out if it's you know the kind of marginal offsides, but at the same time, see, you, you just kind of, you just kind of got to go with that bit of it. And it's so funny the way, yeah. like, there's a debate just now about the automated. Mm-hmm. So if you go in Champions League, it comes up automated. Yep. People are okay with that. Have you noticed that? People yeah. trust that. They've I think got... it's because it's so quick as uh-huh. well. Whereas here, I've sat at games for six, seven minutes. Totally. Like, if it's that tight, totally. Surely you give the goal. And that's where you've got the perception element though because the the actual trustworthiness of it i'm assuming is ne- is the same yeah. be like like you know negligible difference yeah. um but it's because what people can see and then i get i totally get that mm-hmm. um i'm a, I, I feel kind of scunnered with it overall because i watch a lot of football as i'm sure everybody yeah. does i i don't see it working that well anywhere and we do this thing where we're very self-critical again which is fine our refs i'm not saying they're good i'm mm-hmm. not saying they make you know, no mistakes. Um, but I, I don't, I think it's, a sh- it's, it's, it's not having the desired effect in English yeah. Premier League or in mm-hmm. international football, the Champions League. So this thing we do, we say, ah, it's just our refs are not good enough. Yeah. I actually kind of wish that was the, I wish yeah. that was the answer because then you could just look at development and say, well, maybe in a few years it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I think people are looking for something that actually isn't there and that's why I've tried again. People always say like, oh you know are you trying too hard to sit on the fence because it's like the job but I actually think that part of it's I think that's just in my, my personality I'll, mm-hmm. I'll always try and understand yeah. a different viewpoint mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. at home or talking about politics or whatever mm-hmm. um, 
So I just think, I think I, it's, um, I, I didn't mind it when it was a more simple time without. Yeah. You could always, like we said, because people say, people's answer to that is I keep goal line technology. I'm comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. See what you forget, as important as it is. There are very few incidents of worrying about whether a ball's over the line. No, very few and far between. The problem is, don't get me wrong, like if it happens, then it's a major thing because yeah. it's like the ultimate robbery. Yeah. Um, but actually, I, I, weirdly, I'm not that bothered about goal line technology because how often no. do you actually grumble about a ball being over the line? I can't remember a... There was a couple years ago. I remember the Lampard one at the well, World that's Cup. The one that, that's the one that accelerated yeah. the use of goal line technology. Yeah. And um, and actually, as as frustrating as it is, and I, I think the delays because you then are duty bound to check that there hasn't been another offence in the lead up. I'm okay with swallowing the offsides, mm -hmm. just because it, you look at how many how many goals. Yeah. are now you go my god how many would have been given wrong yeah. either way without so I can just about swallow it. I'd obviously like everybody else would rather it speed it up but yeah. I can just about say right fine take that in the chin mm -hmm. um, obviously I think the level of detail on tackles and stuff is just a bit frustrating for everybody yeah. isn't it agreed if if you could change one thing mm -hmm. about Scottish football mm -hmm. the power to do Jeez. anything what, wow. what, what would you do ooh oh, there's so many and it's all the kind of usual big ones that come up I certainly think just to pick one at least explore being able to drink alcohol at football games yeah here's the thing that will surprise my mates will be going you don't even drink <laughs> I don't even drink right so this has got nothing to do even with my own per yeah people's ability to drink or not has no impact on me whatsoever mm -hmm. I just think it would be a real forward thinking move of to at least have the discussion and I totally get why you know, the, and maybe a kind of tiered element of mm -hmm. it, of like certain low priority fixtures versus yeah. high priority fixtures. But the notion that like some of our quieter premiership games, championship league one and two games, you can't just go and, and totally improve that spectator yeah. experience is absolutely baffling. So it's one of the ones that really jumps out at me mm -hmm. where, yes, I do my usual thing. I'll try and understand the other side of it. Yeah. I'm kind of out of patience on, on that one. You know, we get the other ones like mm -hmm. Pyro is a big one at the moment. Yeah. Summer football. But I think if there was one, I would I'd at least have that discussion for sure. Yeah. We can do it. And well, I went to an Arsenal game yeah. in April time, and it's it's weird down there because you're you're in the stadium and the actual mm -hmm. just bars. Yeah. When you walk in, it's totally it's a totally different yeah. atmosphere. It's funny because I don't even think <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily the be all and end all, and I'm no. not saying it has this massive impact. Again, mm -hmm. as a non-drinker, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. You'd be able to tell me more. I, I don't think it's going to be like this big game-changing thing no. individually, but I think we'd. I just want to move away from this idea that football fans are some like separate group that are just treated yeah. different for everybody yeah. else. That absolutely bugs me. Mm. I feel like if I've got one aim and Super Scoreboard's great for it because it's so much fan interaction, yeah. I just want to stick up for football fans a bit. Yeah. Just like the way that football fans are treated so differently is... It doesn't. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. Can you imagine trying to explain it to somebody who'd like landed here. Yeah, but that stereotype sat there from like the seventies and eighties, and it's mm -hmm. never, it's never ever left. And I think if you if you look at the big two, for example, the sheer size of that those crowds, you're always going to get an element of people that are exactly. going to turn up. It's not reflective of football. Yeah. It's the same as like if you pick sixty thousand yeah. at random from different cross-sections of society it would be the same so I just I that would be the one thing I just I think the way that football fans are treated differently is just it's just bizarre mm. I think especially because it's very easy to focus on the negatives yeah. and like football 
is like an unbelievable force for good because people mm -hmm. dedicate their full lives to it. It's people's like personality trait here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me a bit about yourself. Oh, I'm a Celtic fan. I'm a Rangers yeah. fan. I'm a Hearts, Hibs, Motherwell fan. So like, it's no surprise then that good people will do that as well. And then mm -hmm. it's such a force for good, whether it is yeah. looking after each other, you know, sense of community, looking after each other's mental health, food banks, mm -hmm. like whatever, like so many different things. Um, I think it's easy to forget about that. Like, yeah. if you took like football out of this country, oh my goodness, who knows what it would be like? Be yeah, hugely negative, <laughs> hugely. Um, finish up with same question. I ask everybody. Um, the the biggest demographic of watching this is sixteen to eighteen year olds, and I think anybody that's on I always try and ask them if there's any advice or tips that yep. they would give to people who are maybe watching you and they're thinking mm -hmm. I quite fancy a career in broadcasting yeah. but I'm not sure where to start or, yeah. or how to go about it what would you say based on your experiences yeah obviously you know I've been asked before and I, I'd love to have this like to, uh, I'll not go too deep but I think mm -hmm. generally we're always looking for like a silver bullet or like one piece yeah. of this magic thing when to me it's actually just much simpler than that and it's always it's not technical about broadcasting yeah. if I was if there was one about broadcasting it's don't be scared to make mistakes and own your mistakes for mm -hmm. sure. It's, it's not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Style them out, yeah. own your mistakes. If you treat it like a big deal, it'll hit you like a ton of bricks the first time you make a mistake mm -hmm. and your reaction to that mistake will be way worse than the mistake you made yeah. in the first place. So that would be the only sort of technical thing I would offer. But see, just generally, I'll end on a cliche since I've had so many throughout. <laughs> just, try and be a good, just try and be a good person and try yeah. and get on with people. See, for me then, mm -hmm. I need to get on with the people that I work with, the pundits, the producers, my bosses, ultimately the, the people that are listening. Because yeah. that's what I said about radio, it's so intimate. Mm -hmm. I don't know these people, but I, I, need, I want to give off the impression I'm getting on with them. Yeah. Interviewees, players, managers, people that then might be the people that want to give you that break on radio, give you that break. And it amazes me so many people who just don't seem arsed by that. Yeah. And I'm not saying go around just sucking up to everyone because yeah. there's loads of people that I don't necessarily have great relationships with, but... Mm -hmm just be conscious of how important relationships are how important communication is um and just be good to people yeah i honestly think that's that's it in a nutshell because mm -hmm. i've actually not come across many people colleagues or interviewees or bosses or whatever that i think oh no, no they, we just didn't get on because mm -hmm. it just doesn't get you anywhere yeah. and it amazes me the amazes me when i see people who don't want to do it that way yeah um i don't know whether that's driven by like selfish ambition or whatever but mm -hmm. that would be actually be good to people just yeah. go into a newsroom for the first time get on with them put in the hard yards mm -hmm. like that's a bit of an unforgiving nature i think of the media and of journalism mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who want to do it and there's maybe not loads of opportunities yeah, yeah. so you're going to get a shot at going into a newsroom don't put your jacket on at five to five and run out the door mm -hmm. be willing to stand outside murray park in the rain yeah and there's a balance there right because mm -hmm. again the media everybody's trying to take advantage of getting yeah. people to work for free and stuff so i'm not saying do that mm -hmm. but just make yourself irreplaceable yeah. do you know what i mean that yeah. would be that would probably be it yeah brilliant thank you so much pleasure enjoy it. it anytime brilliant